0: Hey, what is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of a Fit Family Podcast. This week I'm interviewing a friend and someone who had the opportunity to coaching, Sarah Reisner. Um, the reason why I'm having Sarah on is because she is a plant-based athlete, someone who has done all things from bodybuilding shows to Now she's doing strongman competitions, and not just doing strongman competitions, but crushing strongman competitions on a national and international level. She's also a firefighter for the St. Paul Fire Department, and her experience in living a plant-based nutrition lifestyle is... um, she has a lot of really good stuff to share and this is um, something that I've been asked previously with people I've worked about, I've worked with um, just basically wanting to know more about plant-based lifestyle and and some tips on what to eat and um, basically debunking some myths as to whether or not you can be um, successful in your athletic endeavors or whether you're, you know, trying to compete in something or you're just trying to get in better shape or you're trying to um, improve your body composition. So I will leave her information um, on Instagram where you can follow her, um, which is something you definitely want to do because she is a total badass and um, way stronger than a lot of people that I know, both men and women. So I'll leave her information where you can follow her and where you can contact her in the... Um, show notes. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. All right. Well, thank you for jumping on here, Sarah. Uh, The reason why I wanted to have you on is to discuss kind of your eating habits, because not everyone is going to want to eat uh, their proteins coming from meats. And I think it's important to Kind of show how someone can still, you know, be successful in their athletic endeavors, but also be able to get stronger, get in really good shape, and you know, make it a lifestyle. So, if you wouldn't mind kind of introducing yourself and just giving you know, listeners a little bit of a background as to who you are and and what you do, that would be awesome. Yeah,
1: sure. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, I let's see background, I suppose, is I've been an athlete my whole life. Um, I started with swimming um, in middle school, high school, and um, I did both swimming and track, and then I continued with track in college. Um, At the time, I was a carnivore, so I did not follow a plant-based diet. Um, That's a bit more of a recent change. About two and a half years ago, I adopted a plant-based diet for ethical reasons and then upon doing more research I discovered a lot of health reasons and environmental reasons and just all these things that the meat, the dairy industry have such a negative impact on our world that I decided for me um, going plant-based was going to be the best choice. Um, I've done kind of a wide array of things after college. Um, I went from weighing about 240 to 250 pounds in college as a a six-time All-American track athlete to just dropping a bunch of weight um, by kind of just guessing and changing what I was eating calorie-wise. And I got down to like, I don't know, 165 for a while, and then I stopped working out for a couple of years and put a bunch of weight back on, and um, I had a lot of life things happen. And, um, I was married for a couple of years and moved back to Minnesota about five years ago and ended up getting a divorce and through that kind of got back into fitness a little bit and decided to kind of take control of my life again and uh, take that back. And in that process, I started working with a trainer and just kind of offhand, he was like, Hey, you should like think about doing a bodybuilding show. And so I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So I decided to do that, and um, I started training for that and prepping for that, and with that comes a pretty strict um, diet when it comes to your caloric intake, um, when it comes to trying to cut weight um, and get stage ready. And at the very beginning of that process, after a couple weeks, I decided I was going to just make the switch to being a vegan and cut out all meat and dairy, kind of cold turkey and pun intended and just kind of go for it. And I just did it, cleaned out my fridge one day, and uh, I had a friend at the time who's a pretty well-known vegan bodybuilder, and he kind of helped me a little bit. Um, but for the most part, I just downloaded an app and, like, tried to, like, my diet, or I don't know, like my fitness pal or something, and kind of, like, try to plug in um, my macronutrients to what my coach had given me. And I, I guess I went to Target in like the frozen food section and got that, um, the mock meat frozen stuff that you can see. And just, I guess, to try to figure it out, um, and to kind of wrap up my bodybuilding career, I, I ended up switching coaches to my vegan bodybuilder buddy. Um, and he changed a few things about what I was eating and I got down to, um, 157 pounds on stage and about an 7 to 8% um, body fat. And after that, that was October two years ago now. After that, I decided I needed to do something else. And um, a year after I was on stage for the bodybuilding show, I was uh, doing a powerlifting meet. And so I went from very skinny to around 200 pounds I was added. Um, during that time too I also was prepping for the St. Paul Fire Department um, entrance academy uh, physical test, and so uh, that's where I met you Joe was I joined the athlete lab and it um, did work in endurance and strength um, and so I was at with the lab six months or so, eight months maybe, um, mm-hmm. and through all of that now, I um, I did well in the entrance exam, and um, I am now actually on the job with the St. Paul Fire Department, um, and I'm prepping for my third strongman competition now. I did my first one in February of this year. I did my second one. I did nationals in June of this year while I was in the academy. I just flew away for the weekend and competed at nationals. And now I'm prepping for um, USS Pro Women's Worlds, which will be October 5th down in Texas. Um, no. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my quick summary of who I am and what I'm doing.
0: Awesome. Well, I think you're being so, – you, you kind of just, like, breezed through your, you know, the the – firefighter uh, the fire department tests and how well you did there so you're obviously a modest but uh <laughs> um so yeah i think this is that's that's really interesting because i actually didn't even know that you you went from carnivore to plant-based diet and that's i mean talk about a total 180 right mm-hmm.
1: yeah what,
0: what type of um well first off did you how did you feel with the carnivore diet like, how was how your body, like, how did it respond to the carnivore diet? Did you see, what were some positives? What were some negatives that you saw with it? Because that's a really yeah. popular diet right now.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I do say the word carnivore diet. I know there's a couple, like, people that we know, Joe, that mm-hmm. do, like, just meat and butter pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I say the word carnivore diet as and I had meat in my diet, mm. um. So it wasn't just strictly meat I did have fruits and veggies and greens and stuff as well but I meat was part of my my diet um okay and so I guess with that and being you know a college athlete and um going through a lot of uh changes after college too I was like I don't need to be 240 pounds this is ridiculous Mm -hmm. um and so I worked to lose weight and added running in and you know all this kind of stuff I didn't notice anything negative really with my like how I felt or anything like that um I think the biggest thing when I made the switch is that I didn't I didn't realize how crappy I felt until I felt good Mm -hmm. um I didn't realize what good felt like I didn't realize what good digestion felt like I didn't realize what the inflammation from the dairy products mainly did to my body. So then when I cut it out, I suddenly noticed the difference just because I felt better. Not that I necessarily felt bad when I was eating animal products, but when I switched and cut that stuff out um, about two months into not having meat and dairy, I was suddenly like, Oh my goodness, my joints don't hurt. I recover so much faster without the inflammatory properties of dairy specifically,
0: um, and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Okay. So recovery was probably the biggest, um, recovery and how your, how your body felt was probably the biggest, um, positive gain from switching to a plant-based diet then.
1: I would say so. Yeah. When it comes to just physically how I feel, Mm -hmm. um, in accordance to my workouts, I think that is. I don't get sore really very like almost ever anymore. Wow. I don't have the the DOMS as people call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I'm working. I'm stronger than I ever have been. I'm faster, more fit um, than I ever have been in my life. But I'm not getting sore like I used to. And I think a large thing I can attribute that to is yeah, my diet.
0: Wow. That's really interesting. Um, are there any, is there any, are there any negative, um, I guess outcomes to that you've experienced personally from switching? I
1: I would say no. Um, the only tough thing about it is every once in a while having to bring my own food to family functions. Mm -hmm. Um, I watch pretty carefully when I go out to eat with friends. Luckily, I have pretty chill friends that are accommodating to me, of like, they'll go to a place that I can get food. Um, and that there's so many options, too, when you go out to eat nowadays. Like, Burger King has a vegan you know, right. option, And kind of chew it, whatever. Those are the only kind of difficulties that I ever encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little bit of trial and error at the beginning um, of what how my body digested certain things and it was kind of the same thing I didn't realize but I can't do certain grains like quinoa makes me bloat like nobody's business and I have no idea why Mm -hmm. um things like broccoli if I have it raw and I eat it quickly Mm -hmm. I run into trouble digestion-wise and I bloat really bad I have to really slow down and chew Mm -hmm. really really well um and um well, uh, cauliflower is one thing that I really just can't have without getting puffy um, so there are a few things like that that was just trial and error but I kind of feel like everybody had things like that that kind of upset them a little bit sure uh, but
0: yeah sure okay um, and you you kind of mentioned it like when you go out to eat with friends or at family functions this is something that I think you know a lot of people struggle with whether it's just being, whether it's, you know, being uh, a plant-based diet or just trying to eat healthy in general. But I think mm-hmm. you're like having a plant-based diet, Like obviously I I, I would, I, I would assume that the majority of the population out there are not plant-based diet, you know, like they eat meat and they eat all these other things that you don't. So when you're out no. to eat uh, with friends and, and you're with family or at family functions, um, Mm -hmm. what's that like for you? Uh, what was it like at first, you know, with that? I mean, you mentioned that you bring your own meals, um, to family functions and there are options out there, but I mean, more on like, a like a social level, like what type of, what type of impact did that have on you? Yeah.
1: Um, well, when I first switched, like I said, I was prepping for a bodybuilding show and the, a side effect of that lifestyle choice and being and prepping for a show is that it makes you kind of a recluse because you can't go out to eat with friends. You just, you can't. And if you do, you are eating from Tupperware, even if you do eat meat any, anyways, because you have to be so strict on what you consume. Um, so when I was prepping, I just didn't go out ever with friends. I became very, very hermit-like. Um, and so that was kind of one side effect anyways of just being a bodybuilder. Um, but now that I am not following such a strict caloric um, restriction, I don't really have problems. Um, the, like I said, the only time I really ever bring my own food is to family functions. Um, and that's just because family functions are, you know, I don't know, there's at least 20 of us. And I feel bad, you know, asking my family to like, okay, everybody has to change what they're doing to accommodate me. And I know um, my mom specifically, it kind of annoys her. (laughs) So to just eliminate that, I just, I bring my own food. Um, And they're, they're pretty understanding. They, they just don't even think about it really anymore. I show up with my Tupperware, I eat my food. Um, And so it's, it's not that big of a deal. And yeah, so that's not too bad.
0: Okay, that's, and I think, you know, what you just said is 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 interesting. when you said that your mom your mom gets annoyed of it, and you obviously wouldn't like, you know, expect to have them change the whole menu for you, anyways, right? I mean, that's right. um, yeah. But it is a family. It, family functions are one of the hardest, if not the hardest, most and most common. Um, scenarios where people Mm -hmm. struggle you know and and Mm -hmm. some people have more family functions than others some people get together with their family every single week um or you know multiple days during the week. And that's not to say that you shouldn't be able to just relax and enjoy yourself with your family but it can be stressful and it can break people's um sort of will in terms of trying to just stay consistent
1: yeah for sure so
0: the other thing that I want to ask you, and this is sort of, well, this is on the same exact subject, but you didn't mention at work. Now, I, as I mentioned, (laughs) I have a a client who's a firefighter as well. And the Uh one thing that he had mentioned to me when we first started working together, he said that the hard part about trying to eat healthy, I guess you could say is and like, you know, because you guys pretty much all eat together right? Like you guys are yeah. all sitting down eating together. And it's usually like, a, uh-huh. it's almost like a big family feast is what he said. Like when people yeah. eat. So,
1: uh-huh.
0: I mean, again, assuming that, um, you are probably one of the few people, maybe the only person in your fire hall that is eating plant-based, like what type of, like, how do you navigate those situations? Or is it actually not a thing at all? Like people are just kind of like, okay, that's fine. Or how do you stick to, um, kind of your way, I mean, obviously you, this is a lifestyle for you now. um, But let's say you were, you know, like for someone else who's in a scenario like that, like how would you, um, I guess type of advice would you give in navigating those scenarios? Because I think you obviously like, this is something that you have, because it is your lifestyle. It's something that you do on a daily basis is navigating those scenarios, even though you may not think about it, you know, like that anymore, but, it's, yeah. it's what you do is you have to navigate those those situations.
1: Yeah, for sure. So at the firehouse, um, a lot of the stations have what's called the club. And mm-hmm. it's um, each house has kind of a different set price. It's usually about $10 to $12 a day that you contribute to the club. And then um, one of the companies in the house then goes out and gets groceries and cooks. And you get like lunch and dinner out of that $10 to $12. Um, and it is family style, uh, lunch is a little bit more relaxed, but dinner is by tradition in the firehouse, 5:30, and you sit down and you eat with your family. And, um, it's very much a bonding thing. And in the fire service, you know, trusting who you are working with is obviously a huge factor. And part of that is sharing a meal with your coworkers. Um, and so I was kind of warned by my instructors in the Academy of like, look, we get it, but know that this is kind of a big deal to eat with your, your coworkers. Um, so what I did is um, I meal prep like I do every day. I bring my cooler in every morning and people ask right away, Hey, are you in the club? And I say, you know, no, I'm actually not in the club um, for dietary reasons. I'm a plant-based um, eater. And so I, I'm not going to be in the club. However, Um, I will more than happy to help people cook and, um, participate in that way. And then I always eat at the exact same time that the rest of my family does at the firehouse because it's important. Um, so that's kind of how I chose to navigate that to where I, I won't ethically contribute money to buying animal products, but if my coworkers are choosing to buy chicken for dinner and they want to grill, I'm going to be inside cutting up the veggies and doing whatever I can to help prepare their meal. So I'm still part of the group, but kind of not at the same time.
0: Okay. No, that's, I totally get that. And it's gotta be a challenging situation, but I'm assuming that you probably don't get too much crap for it. And it sounds like you're, you know, you're, you're, you're still a part of it. You know, you're helping them make their meal and all that. And, you know, sitting down mm-hmm. with them eating dinner and totally understand that that's you know a, a family family environment you know they are your family so that's that, i'm really happy that you shared that because that's a unique situation for sure and um it's really cool to hear about that so yeah what types of um what are your go-to's in terms of things that you eat you know for protein for say because i think mm-hmm. with most people um most people would When it comes down to proteins, like you know, it's animal protein for breakfast. It's for a lot of people. It's eggs, you know. It's Uh it's Greek yogurt. It's stuff like that, right? That are dairy, eggs, or dairy based, and it's
1: Uh and
0: so on. And this is something that I've had a question in the past from from uh, people I've worked with: is what are some options that are what are like some go tos for for proteins and all those? Since you're replacing those with plant based proteins.
1: Yeah. So I'm a pretty simple eater. I kind of eat the same thing over and over again. And it's built from habit from starting this process as a a vegan in the bodybuilding world. um, And I just kind of carried some of those habits over to where I just kind of eat the same thing over and over again. Um, But my breakfast has been the same for the last two and a half years. It's oatmeal with um, a protein powder. And I just use some kind of like pea protein um it's really clean so it's high protein very very low carb low fat um i use the now sports brand i get it on amazon it's it's really simple um but i do that with cinnamon um oatmeal protein powder i do the amazing grass they have a really good like chocolate flavored greens powder Mm-hmm. I chuck that in there and then I do, I microwave it. And so it's like, you know, warm oatmeal. And then I chuck some fruit on top of it. And that's what I've been eating for the last two and a half years every morning. And it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, real, It's just really simple. For my meals, I'm pretty simple too. They have, like I said, if you go to Cub or Target or you can get fancy and go to Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, they have, the uh, mock meat section, or I think they, they might even say like plant-based alternatives or something in the freezer aisle. Mm-hmm. And you have like Morningstar is a really popular brand. Um, there's the Beyond brand that's pretty popular too. And those are um, things that are made to look like chicken breasts or beef crumbles or um, burger patties, but they are plant-based. So they have, they're made from either soy or, Vital wheat gluten is something else. Um, it's made into what they call seitan S-I-E-T-A-N, I think is how you spell it. Um, and it's just, it's mock meat. Um, I make my own at home because it's much, much cheaper to do that. Mm-hmm. And that way I can control the macros in like the fake chicken breasts that I make at home. And then I do that with rice and veggies and, or like sweet potatoes or something like that. And I just kind of swap out tastes every once in a while with that.
0: Interesting. That's good. And that's, again, I'm, it's good to know that, that stuff, because <clears throat> again, I, this is a subject or an area in which I don't really, um, I don't have anyone who I coach that's plant-based. And um, so when I reached out to you actually before about this is like, some of these foods, I had no idea what, uh, for replacements for, for protein, you know, and you have some people who just, whether it's for ethical reasons or, and this is something that I don't understand because I crave meat like all day. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, like when I had someone tell me, I just don't crave meat. I was like, what? But obviously that's, that's up to that individual, you know, and if they don't, then uh-huh. let's find a solution for it. Right. Right. And it's yeah. good to to know these things. What about like um, so? Obviously, so you've got the you said the vital wheat gluten. You had mentioned um, yeah before that there's another one. Sorry, with an S. What was it uh, that you is that or is that the wheat gluten that you're talking about?
1: Yeah. So vital wheat gluten is the protein extract from the wheat germ itself. Okay. Um, and it comes in, it's like a Bob's Red Mill is the brand and it looks like flour. Okay. Um, and you make it into a dough and then you like can boil it or I air fry mine, or you can bake it or all these different things to kind of give it the texture of meat when you mix it with a few other things. Um, so for people who have a gluten intolerance, obviously that is not going to be the way to go. Right. Um, there are a lot of other options that can do you can i mean you can do just broccoli peas, soybeans um, um pumpkin seeds those are all just strict veggies that are really high in protein, and so you can hit um your you know protein number that you're supposed to have every day by just eating fruits and veggies it's It's possible the volume of what you consume is a little bit higher because those foods are a little bit lower. um, um, Like what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Like calorie dense, they're less calorie dense. So you have to consume more volume in order to hit those numbers that you need. Right. Um, But that is an option. And I I did that actually for about a year um, in the kind of in the middle of everything, but I found digestion wise, my body was okay with, the seitan or the, the mock meats. And so I decided just for the simple sake of tracking my nutrients and being able to keep an easier handle on that, that I was going to switch back to that. Mm. Um, But I, I think when I started at the athlete lab in like April of last year, I was actually completely all plants. Um, I didn't do any of the mock meats or anything. And yeah, I, I maintained that for quite a while, but I just ended up switching for this. Yeah. Like I said, the sake of, Tracking my food a little bit easier
0: sure how when you say mock meat like how does it does it actually and you've mentioned like make it taste like meat does it act i mean what does it taste pretty close to the meat you're trying to make it taste like
1: yeah, I mean, so what gives like chicken its flavor like when you put it on the grill, what do you put spices on it right, right. I use the exact same spices when I make my stuff I do. Uh, I'm into it, like an uh, Italian seasoning kick right now, mm-hmm. um, and then I I kind of go through like a Mexican phase every once in a while, or I do like taco seasonings mm-hmm. and all of it, um, and I I just kind of switch it up. But I mean, you're you don't eat just well. Mo- some people eat it just plain. Right. You don't they eat animal it. flesh just plain. You you season the animal flesh, and what you enjoy is the seasoning taste, right. not the actual animal flesh itself. Right. And so that's the same way I do it. Texture wise, you can get it pretty close, um, as well. Um, so you get that kind of consistency of the animal flesh. Um, so yeah, I, I think you can do it just fine. Um, there's some really crappy (laughs) mock meats that are like rubbery and like definitely not, you know, kind of what you remember meat or flesh tasting like, but Mm -hmm. It's It is. It's, honestly, at this point, I don't even think about it anymore. Which
0: ones are those? Just so if anyone's listening and they want to like try some of these, what brands have you not really enjoyed or they've tasted too weird to you?
1: Um, let's see. Aldi actually had a really good um, mock chicken strips okay. um, for a little while, and they, I haven't seen them in like a month, and I'm really bummed about that. Um <laughs> yeah, that's kinda of how Aldi that,
0: rolls. Like you'll see something, you'll uh, be super jacked up that they've got something that uh you really like and then you go back the next week and it's not even there.
1: Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um there's um like I said it's called Morning Star. Yep. Um and that's at Cub and Targets primarily. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's a really good one. Um it is frozen. So it, every once in a while, if you heat it, like like if you microwave it too quickly, it kind of changes the texture a little bit to where it is kind of chewy. Sure. Um, but I will often just throw it in a pan with like stir fry veggies and do it that way. And then that way you can kind of crisp it even. And that, then it's really good.
0: Hmm. Yeah, um, My wife actually had those in the house and it was like a bean. I think it was bean, it was bean based. It was a burger or okay, a patty. Yep, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't try it but it smelled actually really good in the house. I was like, what is that? Oh, this is a, basically a bean burger. I was like, oh, I didn't try yeah. it. Like I said, it smelled great.
1: Yeah, yeah. they have a couple of those too. Um, if you go to Whole Foods um, or like some of your local co-ops, like The Ledge or Seward Ca- um, Community Co-op over in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. they have um, a brand that's called – oh, gosh um, – it's not the impossible burger it's it's beyond meat and they have like burger patties they have a couple sausages and they just came out with like beef crumbles Mm -hmm. um like really frozen beef packages and that stuff is phenomenal spendy um i think it's actually pretty comparable to real animal flesh prices though Mm -hmm. if you do that um but it is the they have a a vegan brat that is absolutely amazing and their the burgers honestly are super good too Hmm. um so yeah those are those are really good um trying to think there's a sweet earth is a company that's at hy um it's also at like whole foods Uh, i'm pretty sure i've seen it at trader joe's as well um and they have they're kind of like deli meats they have like a deli bacon um and a couple other kind of yeah deli meat style um ones, and those are really good um the bacon 's phenomenal you keep like it it tastes just like what I remember bacon tasting like
0: hmm that 's good to know i mean it's. i think i mean i don 't think that you 've got probably two two parties right the one are people who have you know their moral reasons to to eat plant based mm-hmm. diets, and then ones who just don't like meat. I mean, there there yeah. there's, well, I know f- three people, you being one of them, that just, I mean, that really just can't do meat, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 good to hear the options out there from someone who, I'm sure you've probably tried almost all of them at this point. Or yeah, you know. So I'm glad you shared that. So kind of, I mean, you said you went cold Turkey, right? Like, and it, did you ever have um, any moments where you, or do you, do you have any moments where you still, or that you, that you kind of crave meat? Or have you ever had any moments where you actually ate meat because you're like, Oh, I just want to try it again. or? Yeah. Um, I,
1: the first about four months of being vegan I craved it um, in the sense that, like, I would drive by a restaurant and, like, get those smells and just kind of miss it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I I also almost craved it a little bit more because I was still learning in the beginning of how to actually eat vegan that I missed the convenience of um, flesh and, like, how literally easy it is to go to a fast food restaurant and or and get it. Um, and so I, I missed it that way as well, but I did have actual like meat cravings. Mm. Um, and I, I got through those and it was, it was always smell triggered. Um, I got through it and I've actually gone the entire, just over two and a half years without having meat. Um, I have had every once in a while, like if my grandma makes me cookies, um, she being, you know, really sweet that she is, well, say, oh, well, well, I didn't put milk in it, like, it's okay, but um, she doesn't, you know, quite remember that egg is also in it, but Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to be that jerk and not eat grandma's cookies, so I'll eat grandma's, you know, I'm just not going to do that, that's horrible. So, um, I have had a couple of situations like that where I've I've had um, animal products, but for the most part, no, I really haven't had anything where I've um, had chosen to have animal products
0: okay have you found it to be and because uh, although i don't find this to be true at all but you know people who have this idea that eating healthy is is expensive um Uh do you have has it is it more expensive to eat a plant-based diet than to not uh cheaper is it
1: I actually think it's much, much cheaper, um, to go, um, plant-based and even like, like I shop between mainly Aldi and Whole Foods are the two places I go for my food. Um, and it's, it's so much cheaper. I mean, honestly, if I spend a hundred dollars on groceries a week and I, I have a, I eat 2,500 calories a day right now, plus, um, you know, divided into six meals a day. I, so I eat a fair amount of food and if I, yeah, if I spend a hundred dollars a week on groceries, it's a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's significantly different than my bill. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not sure what else I want. Uh, what other things I could ask you? I mean, there's so many things that you covered here and I don't want to keep you for too long, but um, if there's anything, that you, any wisdom you'd like to share, um, any, from your experience in eating plant-based, um, mm-hmm. and you know, that we didn't cover then, uh, for, especially for someone who's considering, um, trying it or someone who struggles to get animal, you know, protein in, because either they just don't want us or they can't stomach it or it's for moral reasons. Yeah. Um, what type of advice, if you have any, do, would you have for someone looking into that, that, Lifestyle.
1: Yeah, I would say one, um, people, people always just automatically hear vegan and they doubt that you can be strong, that you can put on muscle, that you can maintain a healthy body weight, that you can even get protein. Um, and I promise that is all myth and it is all just junk information. You quite to the contrary can, Put on muscle. You can gain strength. You can have a normal social life. Um, all that stuff on a plant-based diet. It is absolutely doable. Once you learn a couple little tricks, it's super, super easy. So don't get discouraged. And then, the thing that I found the most helpful um, for information was honestly Instagram um, because it's just pictures of food, right? And we like to eat what looks appealing. And that's all Instagram is, is beautiful pictures of foodies, like, um, taking pictures of their food and posting it. Um, So I really found a lot of encouragement from that. And just finding um, a couple, like, you know, search a couple hashtags, you know, plant based Minnesota, or, you know, wherever you live. um, And you can very easily find places to go to eat. You can find phenomenal recipes all over along with pretty pictures of what you're eating. So I, I found that to be a really useful tool as I was trying to figure out how to, how to eat.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, I really, really appreciate you. You jump on and doing this with me. This was a really uh, enjoyable conversation learning about, um, plant-based, um, a plant-based nutrition lifestyle. Um, and you shared a ton of tips that I'm sure if anyone who is listening to this and considering it or is struggling and trying to make it happen, um, they'll find valuable. So thank you, Sarah, for, for doing this. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I'd like to do it again sometime soon.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for asking me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. All right, Sarah, well take care and uh, thanks again.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. we will talk to you later. Okay,
0: bye.